you know, people think, oh, you just get up and, and you just do be in your pajamas every day and, 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 uh, take it easy and may, you know, you'll see money in your bank. And there are times when you can do that, but when, and, but you have to grind at it for, for years sometimes. And, um, so, you know, I think, you know, I, I uh, have been inspired by a lot of people. Um, Richard Branson, he's one of my inspirations. Um, I remember picking up his book, Screw It, Let's Do It. Um, you know, that was that was pretty inspirational to me. And, and, and in fact, um, man, I cannot remember the very first book that I picked up that actually turned me on to entrepreneurship. Because I didn't just try the print company in the beginning. I mean, I tried other at home things. I, I remember the first business I tried, this is, this is going to be pretty funny, but I, uh, answered an ad to, um, make bracelets from home out of thread. And there was a lot of rules. It was like, they had to be a certain way. And, mm. <laughs> and, uh, and if they weren't, they would send them back to you and you had to do it over again. But you wanted your own creative stamp to it right <laughs> right so i did these bracelets and i you know because they send you the thread and the envelope to send it back to them and you get paid per bracelet or whatever and um and and so i did it and i sent it to them and they sent it they sent the majority <laughs> of my bracelets back to me <laughs> and i was like this is not worth the time it was just it was terrible and um so i you know i, I tried that and even you know thought about stuffing envelopes hey there you're dialed into reboots Featuring stories about people who have been forced to start over in life or in business. All walks of life, anonymous or named, high profile or low down. Stories with heart, soul, and grit. Because knowing and sharing our stories is essential for living a life of joy, experiencing healthy relationships, and impacting the world around us in a positive way. Here's your host, Tracy Winch. Episode R02. Two six takes us back to the beginning as we celebrate the conclusion of our first year, co-creator of the Reboots podcast and episode R001 guest Arthur Green returns. Arthur talks about what it was like to share his story in such a public way, how it helped him heal, and why it's important to be respectful of others who were involved in the darkest days of Arthur's life. Now, also, as, as you can hear in the, the, the tease, we talk about growth in business, in podcasting. We talk about spiritual growth. And Arthur shares how he and his beautiful bride, Bevan, are growing his business, The Print Company, at theprintcompany.co. We also talk about habits that fuel creativity. Spoiler alert, Arthur, longtime bassist for the wildly popular Christian metal band Living Sacrifice. Oh my, he might be in danger of having his headbanger card revoked after this interview because it turns out that sometimes he listens to country music and like popular country music. Oh my. Let's step into a radically fun conversation that meanders in and out of thought-provoking conversations about who God is to Arthur and the Richard Branson book that inspired Arthur to build his own business. 
Hey, Arthur, thanks for inviting us into your life again. Hey. I appreciate you having us. Now, I want to set this up. Our very first Reboots interview was late February 2017, and you are episode R001. Wow. So um, thanks for helping me create Reboots and uh, for helping me celebrate our first anniversary. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's been that long. Wow. Yeah, and um, I, I I still believe that the Reboots podcast logo is the coolest in the podcast uh, store. Of course it is. It's <laughs> awesome. And we, we've written about um, how you helped me come up with that. And we'll, we'll link to the whole Reboots, the story behind the Reboots concept in, in the show notes. Um, and the cool thing is maybe this conversation won't be as difficult because I'm not going to ask you to dive into your whole Reboot story. We still have that. Okay. I do want to ask you about um, – what that was like to share your story. I know it wasn't easy, but I probably don't appreciate just how difficult it might have been to just dive in. I didn't have a show format. I didn't have an interview format. And and to have to think about all that has happened to you in your life and to dredge that up and to prepare for that. What what was that like? I mean, it's, it's tough. Um, you know, I, a part of me wants to just give every little detail and just lay it out there how I felt at the time. And um, because, you know, when you're going through that emotion, you're really bringing, or when you're going through the story, you're bringing up all that emotion again. And um, even, even though you know that you've forgiven yourself and you've forgiven everyone else involved, <clears throat> you know that um, you're about to be, you're entering a world, you know, that, you've left behind, but, um, it's, it's a very, it's a very real thing that's happened to you. And so, you know, I mean, there was, there was that whole time we were talking about this in the interview. I really did think, man, am, am I just going to go ahead and lay every little detail out there? Cause I really wanted to, but there's also people to consider, you know, and, and feelings and, um, hurting others and, and even people that know those people. And so, um, there's a part of me that holds back somewhat. And, um, even though that, that kind my personality really doesn't want to be that way, I do it anyways, um, out of respect. So, I mean, but I love, I mean, it was great to be able to tell, uh, at least my side of how, how things have gone in my life and, and some of the, the, the disasters or the, um, the moments that changed the course uh, that I was already on. So, yeah, I mean, thanks. It was good. So it helped you, huh? Definitely. It it, de- it definitely helped me because there was a time for so many years that I didn't talk about it for the reason of protecting so many people. And when people would ask me about, hey, how's this person, how's this person, it, as hard as it was, I would say, uh, you know, I don't know. They're off doing this and that. And instead of just saying, well, you know what? You know, screw those people. The, I can get them right. I can talk bad about them right now and 
and I'm going to lay it all out. And I didn't do that. And so it's good to be able to just say it. And, and, and you if, did so respectfully anyway, and you, you right. protected privacy. Right, yeah. And, and but, but a lot of people get to hear this, and that's, that's good for me. It's good for my soul. So, yeah. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, and, and what I remember about the difference between our conversation and what actually made it into the podcast, I had not edited audio in years. I had not conducted an interview of this length of a format in years. And so that first episode not only lacks the proper equipment like we have today, it lacks a whole lot of skill on my part, um, interviewing and editing. And so I honestly felt like I did you a bit of a disservice because of how I edited it because I was just learning how to use a new editing equipment. Mm. And so, yeah, um, growth is pretty amazing, especially when we confront truths. I'm a bad editor. I'm, I'm, I'm a rusty <laughs> interviewer, you know, and here you are trusting me with these emotions and, um, I just can't ever explain how grateful I am for that, Arthur. Well, thank you. Do you have any encouragement for other people who may want to share their story or even know their story? I, I have people come up to me all the time and say, man, that was such a great story on your Reboots podcast episode. I appreciated it and I needed it, but I could never do that because I don't even want to acknowledge my own story. Do you have words of advice for anybody who doesn't want to confront their own story or thinks they couldn't ever share their story the way you did? Well, you know, for me personally, the things that I like to hear and that really drive me in life are is the the real the realness of a person's life. Um, instead of holding back so much, trying trying as best you can to really put it on the table because that those are the things that I think that make well. For one, you you can look at reality TV and see how big those things are, reality radio, whatever it is, um, in certain podcasts. And that's what makes those things so popular is because um, they're the nitty-gritty of our lives. And, and people want to hear that. And, I mean, if we're going to go ahead and talk about it, we might as well <laughs> lay it on the table, right? I mean, um, but, yeah, I mean, that's I mean that's what drives me as a person is to hear someone's story, whether it is bad and nothing great has come of it yet, um, or whether it is, you know, it was bad and they've had this really great thing happen to them and now they're doing just crazy amazing things. I mean, I want to hear it all, you know. So for I, I think that the best of us I could say is just to put it on the table if you're going to go ahead and do it, just do it. Yeah. Thanks. You know, one of the things that you you laid out that day in late 2016 when we were having lunch and kind of coming up with this idea for uh, sharing authentic reboots in people's lives. You were insistent that I not only do um, stories of uh, life, faith, and otherwise recovery, but also to share entrepreneurship stories. And early on, I didn't quite know how to do that. 
and you gently have said, hey, you got any entrepreneurial stories? (laughs) And thank you because those are, are fun and I think they break things up and it's helped me understand that a reboot story is a reboot story and some of the same elements, all of the same elements really apply. So here's the cool part. When we do um, Arthur Redux, we get to talk about entrepreneurship a little bit more in your life. How's business, my brother? <laughs> uh, actually, business is really good. Um, it's I've grown a lot in the last year, and that is my goal is to each year just grow as much as I can. Um, obviously, I try to put a percentage on that, 10 15% growth or whatever. Um, but it's, uh, it's been great. I mean, even, you know, do you, I don't know, do you want to hear about, you know, the fullness of my company or like yes. me starting and let's, let's talk about the print company. Well, um, so, you know, I, as an entrepreneur, I, I, I never even, I didn't even know that I was an entrepreneur. Um, I was just a musician trying to, you know, achieve my dreams, go out there and do what I wanted to do, play music and hang out with my buddies. Well, along the way, I had, I, you know, I knew that I couldn't be doing this forever. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? Like, I've been doing this for so long. Like, I, I don't I don't know that I could just go back to a nine-to-five job, um, which essentially I kind of do every day. I mean, as an entrepreneur, you do have to tell yourself every morning, like, okay, I got to get up, I got to work, and 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 even you know for for an entrepreneur you know you probably know this sometimes there is no stop you know there you have to try to make yourself stop otherwise you end up working like a hundred hours a week so um, but anyways I, I remember thinking what am I going to do and and one of the things I knew is that I knew bands and I knew um, about design and so I thought well I'm just going to start this t-shirt design printing company and just kind of threw it out there and. I had no idea what I was doing. I may have had like a hundred or two hundred dollars to even start this business, and I was like, "Well, how am I going to do this?" So I called uh, my vendors and that we're, we're in this business, and you know, and I said, "Look, here's what I'm doing. I use a little, little credit." I did that, and you know, um, it was kind of history from there. I, I uh, was working out of an office in my house, and. Um, I had gotten a few clients from bands that I had met on the road and um, ended up doing um, quite a bit of merchandise for the band Evanescence and then um, for Hanson. Um, And then it just kind of kept building from there. And, I mean, it got pretty crazy. I was doing a lot of merchandise, and it wasn't just T-shirts anymore. It was like necklaces and hats and just crazy stuff. Now, uh, when was this? What year? Man, this would have been in 2002 is when I had started this. And then that probably, that, I can't remember what year that is when Evanescence and Hanson kind of really threw my, okay. my business in. But it was their their first album they came out with, with the Daredevil soundtrack that made them really huge. And so um, so I just kind of kept building on that. And uh, and it, it got so big, you know, these... <laughs> These my blank T-shirt vendors were sending their salesmen out to my office, which was in my house, to come get you know feed me lunch. Like, let's go to lunch. Let's talk about because I was doing so much merchandise. You know, like we want to take you to lunch and see talk about the future. You know, so uh, so that was pretty interesting. You know, they're knocking on my house door, but uh, which you know at the time I you know an office in your house was kind of like okay that might be a little weird, but like 
it's pretty common now. Right. I mean, to have an office, um, a lot of a lot of corporate companies do that now too. They're like, it's fine, you know, run your computer at your house, just make sure you get your work done. So, um, so from there, uh, you know, I continued to build. I had a couple of companies that wanted to, to purchase me. Um, purchase at, you? The company. Okay. The the and at the time it was called Lucky Star Design and Media. And um, I kind of got that name, you know, from uh, just to have this kind of a rock sound to it. But, I mean, Madonna had a song, you know, about a lucky star. So, anyways, I <laughs> I, uh, I uh, sort of took that and ran with it. And um, later on, joined a part, partnered with a, a guy out of Kansas City where we actually ended up having a, uh, um, a warehouse. Um, and it was called Bandwagon merch at the time and we did that for seven eight years and um my uh my partner who was a really good friend of mine and I, I miss him dearly still and he passed away and um and then I went out on my own again and, and called it the print company and that's uh you know that's what I've been doing for the last four four years and and it's uh it's grown like I, like I said I just um when I first started I didn't have much uh to uh invest in my company I didn't want to um get investors involved i knew what that entailed um as far as ownership goes and i really didn't want that and i didn't sell my company to these guys um i did i mean it was sounded awesome and i was entertaining that but um in the end i really wanted to continue on my path doing what i needed to do for for me and my family and so um you know i was just really driven by uh by my my kids um, to continue, to continue, you know, pushing on in business and because being an entrepreneurship isn't easy, you know, being an entrepreneur isn't easy. It's, uh, you know, people think, oh, you just get up and, and you just do be in your pajamas every day and, 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 uh, take it easy and may, you know, you'll see money in your bank. And there are times when you can do that. But when and, but you have to grind at it for for years sometimes and um, so you know I think you know I, I uh, have been inspired by a lot of people um, Richard Branson he's one of my inspirations um, I remember picking up his book Screw It Let's Do It um, you know that was that was pretty inspirational to me and and, and in fact um, man, I cannot remember the very first book that I picked up that actually turned me on to entrepreneur. Cause the, I didn't just try the print company in the beginning. I mean, I tried other at home things. I, I remember the first business I tried, this is, this is going to be pretty funny, but I, uh, answered an ad to, um, make bracelets from home out of thread. And there was a lot of rules. It was like, they had to be a certain way. And, mm. <laughs> and uh, and if they weren't, they would send them back to you, and you had to do it over again. But you wanted your own creative stamp to it, right? <laughs> right. So I did these bracelets, and I, you know, because they send you the thread and the envelope to send it back to them, and you get paid per bracelet or whatever. And um, and and so I did it, and I sent it to them, and they sent it. <laughs> they sent the majority <laughs> of my bracelets back to me, <laughs> and I was like, "This is not worth the time." It was just, it was terrible. And um, so I, uh, you know, I, I tried that, and even you know, thought about stuffing envelopes and and things like that. And then I got into the home based business. Um, you know, uh, you 
there's a lot of home-based businesses out there, MLMs and things like that. And, and I totally believe in those, um, uh, you know, Dave Ramsey, who I just recently, um, graduated from his, um, you know, financial peace university. And, and he believes very much so in, in the home-based business, the, uh, MLM stuff. And so, you know, that was really encouraging for me too, but, um, and, and, and we did, I even did that, uh, and me and my wife had both done that, uh, throughout my printing career, just to, just to have something else on the side to do for fun. And, yeah. Cause Bevan's quite the entrepreneur oh, yeah. too. She she's, definitely she's is. She's on an early episode as well. She is. And she has a, she has a master's in marketing. And so she, for her and, and just, that's her, that's in, instilled in her and her family's like that too. And so she loves to do business and entrepreneur stuff. And, um, and I love it because her and I just bounce ideas off each other and we feed off of that. So, so we have a, a really fun relationship in that, that, you know, regard. So, um, yeah, I mean, I love, and I love seeing young entrepreneurs in Fort Smith, um, talk about their ideas and, and, and I'm always up to hear like, you know, how, what are you, what are you doing to help change, um, our community? Uh, and not necessarily in, you know, bringing a million dollars to the table. It's like, what creative business are you doing to help, um, Fort Smith, you know, or our surrounding area. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, tell me what the print company is up to these days. Do you, are you expanding your product line and how, how does it work? If, if I came to you and said, um, I mean, you, you designed the, the reboots logo. Um, but, it helps to have a t-shirt order attached to that, right? I mean, what's your business model? How yeah. does that work? Yeah, yeah. Um, so in the beginning, I started um, as a t-shirt company only. And um, and so I think, it's, man, this has been 2002. So how many years is that? We're uh, 2002, 2012. That's 2018. I don't mm. know. A, a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Think about my age, like so. Anyway, you know, I I know a lot about t-shirts. I know a lot about uh, printing, and as far as that goes, and so um, and I love t-shirt apparel, the apparel side of of what I do. But about uh, four years ago, when I uh, when my when my partner passed away, and I sort of revamped what I was doing and, and started the print company, I really wanted to streamline my business, streamline what I did, um, and so instead of just doing uh, just t-shirts. I got into the promotional product side of things very heavily, um, you know, banners, um, pens, cups, uh, just full color printing and things like that. So um, I uh, set up a website and uh, for the last couple of years, I just kind of had it setting there and because I, I do a lot of T-shirts. And so um, I was fulfilling a lot of that stuff, the T-shirt stuff and kind of working my uh, my promotional side of my business and. Um, over the last year and a half, that has really taken off, and I do a ton more promotional products than I do of just T-shirt printing, which um, is great. I mean, I would love to be at the point where my website is generating this traffic that just comes out of nowhere, where I'm not just having to go after it, um, and I, I can sit my ties in, on, in Hawaii on the beach. <laughs> the, I mean, that, that would be great. But, uh, you know, it's like uh, I'm working at it a lot. And, and Bevan, she's really helping me a lot with that and um, because of her marketing background. And, and she's done such a great job. Um, and so 
you know, we're, we're really focused on more and more streamlining um, the printcompany.co. And, uh, you know, that's, that's where you can go and you can see a full, there's a broad range of products and uh, 10,000 things on there. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at and um, just trying to build that up. And, and <clears throat> you know, I, I do a lot more commercial these days, um, churches and things like that and uh, versus band uh, stuff, which when I do get those band orders, the rock and roll stuff or whatever it is, like I love doing that because that's always been in my wheelhouse. But, um, yeah, I mean, and, and design has been a huge part of what I've been doing lately too because um, – just first of all, that's my gifting is design, and so a lot of people have been coming to me for design lately, and um, and that's fun. So it's good. It's been good. What's your number one marketing tool right now that works, or do you have a a, a mix? Um, how do you how do you bring in new customers right now? You know, um, seriously, probably the number one is relationship. I mean, I just build my relationships and, um, you know, through word of mouth with people that I've been doing business with. And I just try to maintain good work ethic with them, not just, Hey, we're friends, but like, you know, Hey, here's your product. It's a quality. It's good. And, um, like for example, I have a customer, um, that I've really never met and they've been doing business with me for probably 10, 14 years. I don't even remember, but, um, they now have a show on HGTV. And so um, he went from being in a band to being a real estate, you know, being awesome in real estate. And now he has this awesome show on HGTV. Um, it's called Timber and Love. And um, that's a plug for them. <laughs> so um, they, uh, anyways, they, you know, they'll call me in the order stuff and, and, and I just want to keep them happy and, and, and like anyone. And so, you know, I uh, I really work at trying to maintain relationships. But so, I mean, obviously there's Facebook, the social media, Instagram, and um, and just trying to make sure that my Google is on point because um, that's Explain important. Explain that, Google on point. Just making sure that my customers, you know, are giving leaving reviews, uh, making sure that my Google, my um, SEO information is updated constantly. Um, so on the back end side of that, there's a lot of uh, work that Bevan does. And so, you know, cause your people, when they're wanting something, uh, most people are just going to Google it. Right. You know, where are you? Oh, no, don't worry. I'll just Google that. So, so I want to make sure that like that's information is on point. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of where, where I'm at. I mean, I don't, relationship is my number one. How do you get people to leave a, a Google review for you? Do you, do you offer incentives or a discount code? How do you do that? Um, no, we just, I mean, for the most part, we just ask, <laughs> just ask, you know, um, no, I mean, I, sometimes, you know, and, and that, that is a good way is to leave, uh, to do an incentive, you know, maybe, Hey, leave us a review with a 10% off next time or whatever. But, um, so far we haven't had to do that. Very cool. Let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, what's up with you musically? Living Sacrifice, where do you play bass right now? Surely you're playing somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, mostly I, uh, you know, Sacrifice just did quite a few shows at the end of the year. Last year we were um, we were in Europe, so we played Germany and um, a place called Appledorn uh, near, near Amsterdam. And uh, that was amazing. Um, 
I mean, you know, being able to go over there and and just visit that culture and, and just be engulfed in it, like it, it was awesome. Dude, I got to tell you, <laughs> I kept seeing the the numbers on my my. Uh, international podcast downloads. Germany just went nuts last <laughs> spring or summer, and I'm like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> and it and and it turns out it was the advance for Living Sacrifices tour in Germany. <laughs> it, was it was so that's cool. Great. That's great. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you know what? I mean, being able to, it, the food was amazing. They we really wanted to. I want you know me and Be- Bevan and I both went, and uh, my wife and. Um, we went early ahead of the band and uh, just, we just wanted to like do everything as traditional as we could. And so we had a lot of traditional German food and um, we actually, I drove around a lot. I got, I rented a car and drove on the Autobahn. And on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it was great. It was great. But um, so yeah, when we had a couple of other shows in, in, uh, in Texas and Dallas, uh, Fort Worth. And so um, that was cool. We have uh, right now, we don't have a lot going on. We have a couple of shows coming up. Um, but mostly, you know, I'm just I'm playing bass at church at harvest time, um, and I I really enjoy that. Um, you know, it's 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 a totally different style, but it keeps me on my toes. I got I have to memorize my songs and make sure I'm doing good at that. You know, because I mean it's it's a band too. You know, it's a, that atmosphere of making sure you're good at what you're doing. So, you know, that's our our goal. My goal is with any musicians I'm playing with is to just be excellent as much as possible at doing that. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. Is there a creative habit or a practice that you do every single day that helps you um, keep your your creative edge going in, in the midst of family and orders and, and work chaos and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think with most creatives i there probably is something and and for me it's um i mean i'm pretty I'm pretty boring for the most part probably i mean i my daily is the same and, and maybe it's because I'm getting older i mean I wake up earlier than the rest of my family and I put on coffee and I have some toast. <laughs> It's really making me sound old. That's okay. I have yogurt or an egg every morning. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's, all, it's awesome. And and uh, you know, but um, I think that for the most part, music. You know, I will turn on my Pandora or my Spotify, and and just try to get music because music really moves me. And um, when something can move me, my soul or whatever, like I, it really helps for me to be more fluid. And so. Um, I really, I'll turn on the music and pump it in my earphones and just get it, you know, as loud as I can. And, and so, um, it, it helps that, that is the one thing throughout all my years that has helped me to be creative. And, um, without my, without music, you know, it's just, it's, it would be a weird, it would be weird for me to not have music. So, so what do you listen to? Oh my gosh. You, you ask. You know it's funny too, because like I I listen to um, okay, pretty broad. I listen to Radiohead, um, so that kind of rock. Um, a lot of indie indie rock stuff. I do listen to rap. Um, you know I like Fifty Cent and Jay Z and, and and guys like that. Um, every now and again, 
if I'm just riding in the in the car and I just got the windows down, I'm not I'm not listening to a little country. No. <laughs> But it's def- it's definitely not my daily dose of music. But um, see, I love the old school country. Yeah. I just don't see that in you. Though. Well, you know, I do too. The Johnny Cash stuff. Johnny Cash stuff. Right. But you know what? I I like Blake Shelton. I think Blake Shelton is a great. No, songwriter. I think he's great. <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome, Arthur. Um, my yeah. mom has a crush on Blake. Well, you know, I was so I was so bummed that I didn't get to go see him play when he came to town. Right. He, so he did this pop up show yeah. of, uh, earlier in 2018. It was amazing. It was like, hey, Blake Shelton's playing downtown. Yeah. At this time of the day, it was amazing, and you didn't get to go. No, and I got the message early too, and I was I saw the line. There was only like maybe f- ten people in line. I, I could have ran and got in line, but I've been waiting there for like ten hours, you know, to see him play, and I had, I was just too busy, so. So yeah, I mean, I listen to, but mostly I'm listening to to um, indie rock and 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 I do listen to metal. I mean, metal really gets me pumped, and I'm you know, um, so uh, you know, I could name a hundred really good bands that I really listen to on a daily basis. But um, Radiohead really is a good band for me. U two is one of my favorite bands, yeah. Um, and 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 just because the messages on those, right? You know, I I really like a message in a song, so. I don't just like to listen to music. I, w- I want to listen to the message as well. So, you, are you are you writing songs right now? Um, you know, no, not right now. Um, if I if I well, I take that. But I, I I write lyrics, you know, and I'm not really writing any music music. But I thought because I thought a lot lately about writing a book, um, just a, a life book. But I don't know that I'm at that point yet where I'm ready. Like I want just a little bit more life. You know, I think I, I might start this book, but it'll be a few years before I would even finish it because I, I, I have I have more to live still. So, you know, I don't want to be the 30 year old guy who writes a life book. You know what I mean? It's like you're 30. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, as far as, you know, other creative things, I mean, just, you know, one of the other main things that really kind of gives me up and. And makes me want to be just work hard and, and, and be creative is, is my family. I mean, I just I want my kids to grow up and and see, you know, there there is another way to living life. You don't whatever because when I was young growing up, you know, it's like go to school, go to college, get a degree, four hundred one k. You know what I mean? That's how it was growing up. And you you probably experienced that same thing. And now we live in a different day. It's a different age. We don't it doesn't have to be that way. And I want them to understand that. And I think they will. I mean, obviously they're the age generation Z that's growing up with a phone in their hand. You know, they're going to they don't need me to give them answers. They're googling it before I can give them anything. You know what I mean? So I just yeah, I mean Music, that's my creative outlet. So we could go a ton of different ways. I I always like to to end each conversation with um, some advice and encouragement for blank. And with you, I could go a dozen different directions. (laughs) Like, And so why don't we just kind of run through that list a little bit if you don't care. So um, I guess my first one is, what advice or encouragement do you have for someone 
who is musically or artistically inclined, but can't figure out how to make money using those gifts and talents. Never give up on your dreams. Keep pressing forward. Just keep doing the research. I didn't know those things either. And I just learned them through watching others, talking to other, talking to others, um, reading books, um, and obviously these last few years, ten years, fifteen years, whatever, it's been just being on a computer and having that um, information very quickly at the tip of my fingers. So, um, yeah, just don't stop dreaming. All right. So what advice or encouragement do you have for someone who just can't even think about monetizing their creative gift, but thinks that they have um, a musical voice that really needs to be heard, but they're afraid they're not good enough? Get a computer, (laughs) put it in your room, record your music, and that's it. Just put it out there on the on the internet and close your computer and don't li- don't ever open it again and, and pay attention to Facebook. So you don't have to listen to anybody else's reviews about your music. <laughs> so. so are you saying that you it really doesn't matter what anybody else says if you've got to create then create? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it does not matter what anyone else is thinking. Whatever what they're t- trying to tell you. I mean, if if I had listened to any of those voices, I'm, I'm probably wouldn't be right here. I wouldn't have been a musician. So many people told me I was wasting my time. You know, not and I and I I remember like I probably in, I can't remember if this was in my first interview, but I just you know picked up a bass because somebody wanted me to be in a punk rock band, and I was like, okay, whatever. Like I'll play this bass, and it was a cheap Memphis, and and I had this cheap combo amp, and and. uh I just, that was, I can remember, like, that's, that was the thing that rocketed me into the music industry, and so, but if I'd listen to everybody telling me, you're wasting your time, you're wasting your time, why are you doing that? I would have never done that. I didn't care. I didn't care, though. What advice or encouragement do you have for someone who has already started a business, but they're really struggling right now and they're just not sure it's going to make it. That's tough. Um, Put yourself around as many other entrepreneurs, people who are in business, make, you know, make it a point, like on purpose, go find people that are already doing, I mean, come hang out with me. We'll have coffee. I don't care. Um, and let's talk about it. Heck, and if you're not in Fort Smith, you're easy to find. <laughs> get on a, get on a uh, FaceTime or a Skype call, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, yeah, we could FaceTime. I mean, it's it's no big. We have all that, you know, technology. So, yeah, I mean, sit down with somebody and, and have a conversation and talk talk through your your problems and issues and and try to figure out if there's another way about making your business what you want it to make it because. I mean, I, with a couple hundred bucks in the bank, I a lot of people will be like, how'd you even start your business with that much money? But if you want it bad enough, you'll make it work. All right, last 
advice or encouragement? <laughs> um, what advice or encouragement do you have for someone who's really, really struggling because of a, a, a forced life reboot that was not of their own choosing, sort of like that life reboot you had so many years ago, and they are now doubting their faith? Um, what advice or encouragement would you have for someone who's just really struggling in their faith because of because life's kicked them in the teeth? You know that's that's hard too. Um, I would say it's you know it's that's a very depressing um, stage of life to be in. Um, disappointing. I mean, especially if you if you have had the faith. And you've been destroyed by whatever has put you in that that moment of life where you are hating hating God, hating spirituality, whatever. You know, for me, I remember I remember it was a Saturday, and I was just I was cussing God out. You know, I was it was hours, and I was cussing and crying, and like, why, why, why would you do this to me? And I, I think that, um, you know, and I may have mentioned this before, too, that through that, th- through those many days, those months of of hammering it out with with God and and fighting, it, it was a literal fight from, for me, for my soul, not just with me and him, but a literal fight for my soul because I, I wanted to give up. I wanted to say, who can? Why do I need to care about this if you didn't care enough about me to save all this stuff that is gone now that I didn't want to happen? And so I think that um, it just took months of just just trying to be silent. Um, and, I, and I was within myself. I mean, I'm, I'm an introvert um, by nature. And so I was inside myself most, most days and very quiet and and didn't talk a lot and and that's probably a dangerous place to be actually but um it allowed me to hear the voice of the lord and and one and, and you know after all those months it just one day it's like i understood how sovereign he is and and i know that's for anybody that's in that 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 place right now it's a very far, far from them. They don't under, they can't understand what I'm, what I mean by that. But their forgiveness is a big deal. Forgiving ourselves is a huge part of that. And saying, you know, even though some of this isn't my fault, or maybe it is my fault, coming to a point where you know that you can forgive yourself and and, and love yourself again and love the things around you, whether it's a, you know, the beauty of a tree or a cat, you know, the, the things in life that you all, you used to look at and, and think, you know, the, these are the beautiful things in life that I appreciate and can see God, his nature in. And in those, mo- in those times when I was going through that, those were, I didn't see that. It was, it was like dark image to me. So, you know, for, I think forgiveness and then understanding, forgiving myself and understanding, because that, that fight that I had with God where we were, where I was cussing him out, 
somewhere in that day, even though it wasn't huge, there was a small breakthrough for me. And uh, it helped me to understand, you know, that it wasn't just my fault for, for me. And in, in, in either way that God still loved me and, uh, and that there was nothing that I could do more or less to have that. It was like, look, you know, I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you're at, how dark it is. I know you want to kill yourself. I know you want to drink a case of beer to drown and so you could fall asleep. But I love you. You know, that's that's the most important thing to try to understand is that no matter where you are in all of that, that God does love you. So, How cool is it that you know, I've had sort of a similar experience to just be yelling and screaming at God, and it's almost as if, in my case, it was he took it and he took it and he took it and he waited until I was done yelling at him, and yes. then he gave me this measure of hope. Mm. That's cool. That's, oh, that's awesome, yeah. So last question through my tears. Um you mentioned Richard Branson's book, Screw It, Let's Do It. <laughs> what a transition, my brother. <laughs> What's cool about that book for you? Um, you know, just Richard Branson is a cool dude. If you've never seen him, he's he's just this older guy, and he was known for his antics for marketing. And so... Um, You'd see him like skydiving from a, a hot air balloon or whatever. Like he did all these crazy stunts to promote his businesses, and I was I was like, who is this guy? You know, I didn't know who he was, and and so I I went and picked up his book and I'd read a little bit about him, and and it was just cool to see that like here was this kid, he had this dream, and then you know one day he wants to own this island. It's like, dude you're a kid, you want to own an island? Like, even when I'm reading this, I'm just like, this is so far-fetched. And, um, he, you know, here's this guy. He, he creates this zine in, in this college, and he becomes a big deal and creates Virgin Records and has, you know, Virgin Mobile and Virgin Airplanes, and, and he has this island that he bought. <laughs> he bought the island he wanted to buy. He bought it, you know, so... I just am inspired by his, um, and he doesn't like ties. He doesn't like to wear ties, and that is definitely me. Um, and so I like that about him, that he's edgy, and even though he's this billionaire, and he just, he's not your typical, you know, suit and tie guy. And I love that about him, and and I want to be that. So, <laughs> you know, if I could be a billionaire, that would be awesome. <laughs> we'll see. That's cool. What else, my brother? Oh man, um, not just life, you know, just living life with my kids, my three boys, and my wife, and a couple of dogs, a couple of cats, <laughs> you know, just uh, living the dream for real. Hug Bevan for me. We'll oh. catch up with her again <laughs> soon. And thank you so much. Thanks for not only me. for this interview, but for the first one and uh, for 
co-creating the Reboots podcast with me. Yeah, thank you for having Celebrate. me. Celebrate. Happy first birthday, by <laughs> <laughs> Happy first birthday. Yeah. Always a pleasure to sit down and visit with Arthur Green. Definitely learn something whenever we get to sit down and talk either behind a microphone or just grabbing a burger together. Arthur helped create the Reboots concept. He also provided the artwork for the show, and then... He was the first to trust me with his story. Episode R001, Beginnings with Arthur, is still our most popular episode. There is a link to that show in these show notes, as well as the story about how we came up with the idea for the Reboots Podcast. Uh, the show notes are at rebootspodcast.com forward slash episode 26. I think you're going to hear a difference in sound quality and hopefully we're better at interviewing now that we have 20 something shows under our belt and we have a better understanding of of what we're looking for. Hey, if this story helped you in some way or if you love the Reboots podcast, heck even if you don't like it, would you leave us a review in the iTunes store? Just an honest review would be great. I would appreciate that. If you'd like, maybe look us up on Facebook. We're Reboots Podcast on Facebook, and we would love to grow our audience and get some feedback or even some guest ideas. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Tracy Winchell, and we'll see you next time. Deo Valente. We hope this episode has helped you in some way. If so, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe someone you care about might benefit from the Reboots Podcast. It's easy to share from our website, RebootsPodcast.com. The Reboots Podcast is a production of Winchell Storyworks Incorporated, a company dedicated to helping businesses and individuals know, share, and live their stories in order to impact the world around us in a positive way and to achieve financial freedom.